Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Way, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Way wherever you get your podcasts. It's a movie with many morals, but the most important being, if you did nothing wrong and you're in trouble, do not ask for help and do not tell any of your friends. We saw The Boy Next Door, so you know what that means. Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? I am your host, Paul Shear. That was a brand new theme song by Vander Talens, who uh, decided to go out and record her actual theme song with real musical instruments, not on a synth or anything like that. That is all real musicians. Same, but the same pe- people that did the original theme song, or is that a cover? It's a cover with original instruments. So he went out and he got like But he's people. not the person that made the original theme song. No. Okay, got so it. So yeah, it is a, so cover it's a cover of the original theme song with real musicians. And that's Vander Talens who made that for us. Jason, welcome. You're my co-host. I didn't give you a proper introduction. But yeah, fuck talking. you, man. <laughs> you know what? Real dick move. First of all, you throw a real curveball at me with a, with a song I've never heard. And then I get no intro. What is this show is falling it's already apart. off the rails. Reddit. <laughs> Figure it out. This is where it all ended. Uh, sadly, today we are not joined by June. She is off uh, shooting the third season of Grace and Frankie. So for the next couple of weeks, uh, you might see her sporadically on the Deal podcast. with it. Deal with it. Uh, you can go to Grace and Frankie set. You can boycott out there. Uh, that's where she'll be. <laughs> Just get out Please there don't with do signs. That. Please. Please don't do that. <laughs> Uh, we have two very special guests, two first-timers to the show. Uh, please welcome, you know her from CW's Whose Line Is It Anyway, uh, Heather Ann Campbell. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you? What's very going on, guys? Very good. We're Hello, so excited. Hello, Heather. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? <laughs> and just to say, uh, before we even start talking about this, uh, I read an awesome article about Whose Line Is It Anyway the other day. It was awesome. <laughs> about how the show is still uh, like amazing after all these years. Arguably... And here we are, like, 20 years into, for me at least, improvising in some way, uh, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Ar- arguably, the my first introduction was the British Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that that format continues to succeed and inspire kids to improvise is pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 So you have a hand in that. Thank you, guys. You it's you. I'll take full credit. <laughs> like, in the uh, Time is a Flat Circle situation, like, you inspired me to do this. Wow. Now I'm I'm not sure that that tracks. Say so you're, you know what? Okay. Yeah, Say thank you, thank her, thank Jason. you, thank, <laughs> thank you, Heather. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, also today we have a very special guest, uh, Ben Seaman, who is you might know him from CW's My Crazy Ex Girlfriend. He plays the grocery store guy with the half eyelid, and you're coming back, so people can look forward to that. I'm hoping so. I was season in two, two episodes, season two. I'm pretty sure I'm a big character. Yeah, <laughs> I've been. Uh, I've started to be recognized by like really aggressive. Of people because it's, <laughs> it's like a cult show, so people are really passionate. Oh, they feel about a real it. ownership. Wait, this, is, this is a very CW friendly show. We have two of our guests are from CW. Oh, that's shows. true. That's right. Yeah, that's wow. Right. We're shaking CW hands. CW right representing. Now. Yep. This show is now sponsored by the CW. And our third guest, Michigan J. Frog uh, <laughs> from the WB. He <laughs> uh, won't talk when when everyone's around. Only when one person is by themselves. He's right? actually that's got right. a mic right now, but he's not saying. He won't anything. say I, a thing. I had and it's friends. Small Kane and Top Hat just sitting in front of him. <laughs> I had friends who worked at the desks at WB when it was W before WB became CW, and uh, and they had to answer the phone. Go, uh, hello, welcome to the WB. Oh, like you no. have to say it like oh, that. No, when like secretaries that's and stuff. Worst. Like yeah, you have to say WB. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That's- <laughs> I, so that should terrible. be its own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just people who had to work the desks of the poor WB I, I talking feel about like homeboys in outer space. Yeah, I feel like those people must have like PTSD from that job. 
That is the you're, worst. You're forcing a stutter every time you <laughs> answer the phone. Like, what if you were someone who recovered from a stutter? From a you went yeah. through speech therapy, all of it oh, as so a kid, upsetting. and now they're forcing you back into a. You stutter. You got your first Hollywood job working for a big time executive, and you know, like you're like, hey, hello, welcome to the dub 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 WB, uh, and, and it's like just, your mom calling, being like, oh no, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> or they instantly regress, and then they they lose everything that they worked towards to speak like a. <laughs> regular person. Well, I'm very excited to have you both here and Jason too because this movie is kind of for me the like the perfect how did this get made movie because Oof. it's so it's so perfectly wonderfully bonkers enjoyably fun to watch. Great. And it, if if bad judgment had a movie, this would be this movie cuz <laughs> everyone in this movie shows incredible poor judgment at every single step of the way. And um just so you don't know, if you don't know what this movie is about, JLo uh is Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, is kind of in a divorce with her husband, we don't really know. This is basically all you get to to kind of understand the whole backstory is, is this ADR. We'll just play this ADR because this is how this is literally the first thing you yeah. hear in the movie. The first the movie yeah. begins with her just jogging and then flashbacks. It's like to, she ha, she begins by having flashbacks. It's yeah. the same opening as Silence of the Lambs. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, she's running through the forest and you're like <laughs> finding out how her life went. Oh wow! wow. This wow. movie See? is a lot like Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> this is basically Silence of the Lambs. Too. Um, yeah, it's, and it's, I will also point out when you do listen to the ADR, listen to how blase John Corbett reads his lines. Yeah. This, I want to come home, please. Claire. Let me come home. Please. Just get out. Get out. Don't tell me dad's not coming back. Don't tell me that. Jogging, Kevin, jogging, wait. jogging. Kevin? And, that, oh. and, and, and that's basically that you're getting into this world and they don't really tell you if they're divorced or if they're not really. Well, in the first scene, they tell you when Chenoweth is like, just sign the divorce oh, paper. Yeah, yeah. It's been nine months. <laughs> I wish that it, instead it had been like a political thriller and you'd seen all that in white text on black. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Nine months ago. Uh, her husband cheated on her. Yeah. They still have not settled the divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it, this movie is just absolutely 100% like a lifetime like I feel like one of those lifetime movies oh, where, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, someone uh, where it's about a woman who someone turns on her and it is just like a, but this is like a, this is, this movie is basically a fatal attraction in reverse. Yes. You know, um, but she is just relentlessly pursued by the boy next door in a way that is very crazy. Oh, it, go, it goes so crazy it, so quickly. I wrote it down. I was like, he's already a full psycho at like mo minute 25. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's such a fast turn. And even, I, I haven't seen Fatal Attraction in a while, but when they have sex, like, isn't it just, like, a, all great? Like, it's super yeah, sexy. Yeah. And in this, like, the sex, at least the first half of it, is very upsetting. Yeah, like, the first, yeah. she says no, like, so many she times. She says no a lot. <laughs> I, I and watched stop that. as well. When no is not working, yeah. she's saying stop. Yeah. I was really worried about that because that sends the completely wrong message, too, because, <laughs> it, like, he just wears her down. And then yeah, she, yeah. and then she is really into it. Yeah, but that's not a good message to be shooting out to no. people. Yeah. Like, hey, well, let's not say shooting out. <laughs> I mean, when we're describing this, let's not say shooting out to people. I bet, I bet there's a correlation between <laughs> so this movie and Fifty Shades of Grey both feature like psycho, creepy uh, alpha dudes, right? Mm -hmm. And they both have a hardware store scene oh, in the yes. first. Oh act. wow! Whoa, that's a big connection. And I feel like you could probably draw a diagram of like if you have a hardware store scene because it. <laughs> Like, <laughs> the guy is not gonna yeah, turn. The guy is not gonna turn out good. He knows where he can get like special ties <laughs> yeah, and things. Yeah. Like that. Well, let's even walk it back for a second and just just give you the idea that J Lo is now separated from her husband. Her best friend's Kristen Chenoweth. She's got this son who is uh, in line to see the best allergist in the county. <laughs> this part uh, of the movie really resonated with me they as somebody who has very severe allergies and who carries an EpiPen wherever I go. This movie. 
was really scary. Well, they also they also set up something in the beginning that I thought was going to come into play so much, which is the garage I door. Did, yes. It's like they're like, oh, the garage door is not working, and and it's it's this like tricky situation where it's like, oh, you have to pull this handle and it's going to go down. And I'm like, oh, clearly he's someone's gonna head is going to yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought that's how he would die or someone would die. Oh, interesting. No, it was just a setup to show his bicep. Well, yeah. it was also an opportunity for him to ingratiate himself with the family by fixing it. Sure. Right, you know, he you, comes in and he fixes the garage. But you door. also thought like, well, if they spend that much time, wouldn't it, uh, yep. you know, like he fall down no, or break? They never even it, go to the garage. It would have yeah. been amazing if when she was going through, and this is a spoiler, when she yeah. was going through his files later, she also found like broken garage door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that he, he looks at that garage door and he goes, that's ah, the clutch. Yeah. I don't even know if the garage door has a clutch. And then I, it goes, <laughs> I had to Google it because I was like, do they have clutches? Because yeah. nobody, ever, I guess they do. So oh. I was really disappointed. <laughs> I was really disappointed. I feel like it was you so specific. And the, you, you and the writer of this movie, the only two people that have Googled that. <laughs> oh, the writer. Did you guys yes. see? The writer is a uh, like a criminal lawyer or something, right? Oh, really? Yes. Wow. She is a, uh, she holds a JD from Northwestern University School of Law and an MFA in screenwriting from UCLA. She was an assistant U.S. attorney in downtown L.A. for nearly a decade, wow. working wow. in the major violent crimes unit on federal cases that included murder for hire, prison murder, racketeering, arson, kidnapping, and bank robbery. And she's taught criminal procedure at FBI headquarters in Quantico and uh, wow. advanced trial advocacy in the U.S. Justice Department in D.C. All of that sounds so much more interesting which, than what's in wrote, this movie. Which she also wrote on IMDb. <laughs> like, she wrote her own bio. Oh, really? <laughs> she should have written any of that into a movie. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it was really specific that they wanted you to know that he knows about clutches. Like, it wasn't he's good at, like, fixing everything. It was like, it's the clutch in the garage, the clutch in the cars. Like, it's only clutches that he knows about. <laughs> well, he's like, he you know, is like that kind of... Um, you know, he, he's the kid who moves in next door, but they also make great effort to be like, but he's 19. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's 20. 20. Oh, he's 20. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. That's too, like, but that, he's not, but he's in high school. That made me, that actually took away the entire dramatic thrust of the movie, if yeah. you ask me, because like, yeah, go ahead. Do you think that was a rewrite thing? Do you think that was like a... I feel like it had to be, because... Yeah. I feel like they couldn't make him an actual 18? kid yeah. sure. in but high it, school, because that would seem, that would be, that would almost, like, in this way... She's allowed to have the fantasy of sleeping with him without there being like, well, that's a child. Yeah. He's well, a 20-year-old. Maybe it was written a little bit more morally gray. Like maybe yeah, originally maybe. before yeah. it was so black and white, maybe it was about like how these kids are dating. I don't know. Because even if he's 18, you can at least buy it on some level because he's 20. Yeah. She could have met him, you know, out anywhere. You know, it's like it, it just felt weird because it's like, and but that's and that's the other thing is I agree with you it lets the steam out a little because she like fucks this 20 year old man and then then but then it has like such a uh, an inability to like go to anybody for help because I think she's afraid she'll lose everything right she'll lose her family she'll lose her son that's she'll what go, she says that's yeah. what she says she but says, like I'll lose I, I can't but imagine that's the case he's, he's not even years, he's not underage he's it's not, not even like, her student when they have sex yes. no. yeah. like that's the other thing like just back it up put him in the class yep. before like just put some yeah. stakes to it there are no stakes yeah. yep. to Agree. it at if, all if you was 18 it would have been more way more exciting and they don't even really whoa, it's just like a whoa, way more exciting whoa whoa, 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 whoa. it's just like a, a, throw, <laughs> a throw a line way of like I think he doesn't even explain why he's just like yeah something happened so now I'm 20 or something yeah. like that there like, was an accident there was a thing like, so basically I missed three years of school now yeah. I'm here also like, like I, in high school a 20 year old is like a full blown adult like oh, you're yeah. terrifying uh, I would argue a 20 year old would not be allowed in high school no. They would have to get their GED. Yeah, I you know what I mean. Right. Like, why? Why? Why is this happening? And he Junior. approaches high school like college. Like he's wearing like a tie going in. Like, like oh, he's entering like quoting poetry, like yeah. performing for the class. And by the way, this twenty-year-old has sex with a girl that's probably underage at another point that's in the movie true. too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. hardware girl, hardware girl. Which I really want to get into hardware girl because we did talk about the hardware stuff. First of all, my favorite thing in the hardware store was when they go to get the clutch, they go over to the <laughs> the garage door display. Like yeah. they're just like the worst set design of all time. Just like, oh yeah, these were all your garage door parts are. I've been to many a hardware store. I've never seen a garage door like display. Like, oh yeah, these yeah. are where I get all my parts. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we got that, yeah, they have the best garage door section. <laughs>
I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places and I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at captaincrunch.com. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do. That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right, for award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security, plus it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more, plus a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this, it's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So the hottest girl in the school is working at the hardware store, and J Lo's kid, uh, the Wiz, who uh, has allergies, <laughs> the uh, Wiz, the Wiz. There's so many stuff I want to talk oh, about, but so much. This girl is like, he's like, oh, I can't talk to her, and he's like, just the hot guy's like, go, go, talk to her, and then he kind of make uh, he makes eyes at the girl. And then she's like, wait, he, who, which, uh, the young guy, uh, right. the kid, Noah. The yeah, no, oh, no, Noah. no, the boy next door, no, the boy next door makes eyes at the girl. And then she's all of a sudden nice to the whiz. Yeah. yeah. Which well, so I we, didn't understand. Like, is that a thing that, that happens throughout, throughout? Like that's when like the, when the whiz later, the second hardware store scene and the whiz is like, I want you to go to the movies with me. And she's like, I'm busy at work. And then Noah arrives, the boy next door arrives and she's like, but I'll go to the fall fling with you. And I was like, whoa, you just upped the ante. Also, when they have sex later, yeah. it's like pornography. It's like oh, yeah. pornography. Oh, when hardware store girl and the boy next yeah. door have yeah. sex? Yes. It is dirty. Well, it's like the it's sex in this. The it's, sex, it's the pretty, sex all the sex is pretty boring. Oh, I, I thought that the sex for JLo was pretty like, not ex- like I was surprised for J Lo. I guess I'm surprised. You're surprised for J Lo because she can't pull that kind of action down. Well, you know what it is is like I think I'm surprised to see fingering in a mainstream movie. Yeah. Oh besides well, see, to me, fear, sure. Like besides, like I feel like oh she's a big actress. Like we're gonna finger this person. Like I like I, I felt like all the sex in this movie, uh, the J Lo boy next door sex was interesting because it had as a function of it. All of this, like, in a way that was so interesting and is not ever normally seen in a mainstream movie, all of the pleasure of the sexual encounter was him towards her. Yeah. All he, she is, I mean, A, she is saying, no, 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 stop, 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 (laughs) for a lot of it. But even when she gives into it, 
She is just, he is just fingering her and feasting on her pussy constantly. <laughs> yeah. And that's all, it's as if all he wants is to give her pleasure. And that's really like, interesting. that I feel like yeah. never happens in a movie. And that's like the, that's why to me this felt like a very kind of like, interesting, weird, like, again, reversal of Fatal Attraction, which is, like, it really is, like, he is so into her, and that is so winning, I feel like, not winning, but, like, that is so compelling to her in that in those yeah. early scenes that the turn is just so bananas. <laughs> <laughs> because all he's basically doing is just worshiping her. Yeah, he yeah. loves her. And they should have, I think, again. He, and he says, a, let me love you, right? <laughs> During that, he's like, <laughs> yeah. he gives like 20 red flags just in that sexual encounter. Yeah, he he really is. There's a lot of wrong things. But, she, you know, like, uh, I feel like in that sex scene, though, it, it is, she obviously, I think, you know, she falls Pray to him, right? Like she, like mm. he seduces her, mm -hmm. I guess. But like they, yeah. Go ahead. One of the ways in which he seduces her is by buying her a first edition. <laughs> oh, can we? Iliad. I mean, can we? First edition. All right. So just like we, I mean, it's a big thing that definitely has to be talked about. It, uh, it would be over three thousand years old. And it would most likely be on a scroll. Yeah. Like yeah. that would be how the oh, first yeah. edition would be. I mean, unless it's like, oh, it's the first edition of, of a like, translation the English such and such is translation and yeah, yeah. Uh, but she just it's she's yeah. like this is a first oh my god she's basically like, oh this is the original Iliad yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of those things where I just can't imagine that all those people on set and the writing and all the processes that nobody brought that up at any Wait, time yeah it's it not ever, like a John Grisham book it's like this book yeah this is an old old did nobody did ever clarify where his money was his money coming from the death of his parents did he even have money I don't he even know he had a huge truck and he bought oh. the first First Iliad yeah. for a dollar, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> for a dollar at a at a yard sale or whatever. But it's like it doesn't seem to even. They don't really explore a lot of anything. Like he's now here. I guess maybe he got his parents' money. Yeah, from when they, his truck is like a a new truck, hundred thousand dollar truck. And did he kill his mother? No, yeah. his mother killed herself. Oh, okay. okay so this right, is what sorry. we find out at the end of the movie <laughs> yes. is that he's basically an orphan because. It, he has, and that's the whole thrust of the, a lot of the movie, is he has a real thrust. vendetta against Teo, <laughs> against cheating dads, cheating lying yes. dads. His mother killed herself because she found out that dad was cheating on her. Got it. And then he killed his dad and his cheating whore. Well, I got that part because uh, that, and that was a great way to show that he was with a real whore. Because yeah. she like, they're driving like in a minivan or whatever, and she like lifts up her skirt and he's like touching her thigh. <laughs> but like what's interesting is it shows us this scene, which none of our characters are present for. No, yeah. it's the so only flashback is, with like nobody involved. Nobody's in. perspective. The only flashbacks are at the beginning, yep. which you can kind of understand, but then this flashback which is completely unnecessary and yeah. strange. You, yeah. you cannot have a flashback to a scene in which none of the characters in the movie are <laughs> present. You know, like that that flashback is basically his imagining of what might, or her imagining of what might have. Like none of it is act, can actually be real. Right. Well, to me, also, unless the truck driver is somebody we've met, I don't know. <laughs> I also had issues with that whole like when she when J Lo goes in full on investigation yeah. mode. So <laughs> weird. So shades of blue. All of a sudden. <laughs> She's Wait, like a detective. The San Bernardino Police Department is like, oh, you want to see a, 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 like a burned out husk of a, a an accident truck and all this stuff? Oh, From yeah, years we'll ago. give you full access. Yeah. And oh. we keep them on file. We keep uh, all of the yeah. our accident cars ready. Uh, which one you want to see? Oh, yeah, yeah this yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, I'm a detective. I'll I'll bring you, a public school teacher, down to check out the burned out wreckage of a, of a car accident. That happened years ago, yep. right? Years which ago. No, years ago. Which there. has no signs of foul play, so they would never have Why kept they, it. Yep. A burned out husk. They would have just <laughs> compacted it or gotten rid of it in some way. Did you think it was weird that, like, when she was looking at the files uh, of the of the cars that were cut, like, the one car had the brand name of the car, and then the other file was 2006 minivan. minivan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I don't know if it was because, like, Chevrolet was like, we don't sell minivans or we don't want other brands mentioned, maybe? Well, maybe. Yeah, weren't, weren't all the cars, like, extremely glossy, fancy versions yes. of cars? That, well, I mean, his truck... 
when you really see that truck, especially when it does that U-turn towards the end, it's like, it's a big-ass truck. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. a fancy Or the fa- scene where, like, um, where he's, like, revving his engine in front of her house while they're trying to go to school in the morning. And he's yeah. like, and her son is like, what's going on? And I was like, good question, Kevin. Like, shit's not right. You need to ask way more questions. And then he gets in the car with him, yeah. like, yeah. 20 seconds later. Oh, yeah, well, he's got Kevin wrapped around his finger. I wouldn't be surprised if he was having sex with Kevin, too. I mean, like, oh, he, yeah. I thought that was so strange. I felt like at the beginning when you first meet the boy next door that the son is like wants to have sex with with Noah more been, than now the mom. That would have been I, in a movie. That would have been an if amazing, he been amazing movie. With everybody. Yeah. Because he is instantly 100% smitten with him. He already has a father, so he's not looking for a father figure, but he wants to hang out with him. He's like, and like, he means that brother, the they're, hang. They're yeah. supposed to go to the, the allergy doctor, and then there's this garage <laughs> problem, and then they just don't go to the doctor. And by the way, why doesn't he want to go to the allergy doctor? He is on the verge of dying at every step of the way. Like, hey, buddy. Like, let's see if we can get this fixed. Because you said it was bees, but then later on you get allergic to punching a bag. So yeah. I don't know <laughs> like, what, what... This really bothered me. Is it me. asthma? Or this is it really thing? bothered me. Because he, they say he, he had an allergic reaction to a bee sting, which, very serious. Normal. I want everybody to take that yep. very yep. seriously. But then he basically has an asthma attack, which you would not presume no. would put him into Maybe anaphylactic he got, shock. He got stung by a bee while boxing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Maybe by the he way, was floating like a butterfly, stung <laughs> Like a big, like a big. Uh, Guys, all right, all right, P. Muhammad Ali. This show, uh, this episode of How Did This Get Made, dedicated to the champ, Muhammad Ali. Always. They didn't do anything to explain why he had that reaction to punching the bag. They could have just thrown a line in there of like, oh, the dust or something yeah. like that. Or have him get stung by a fucking bee. Have like, a bee Why in there. not? You introduce yeah. the bee. You just basically need to remind the audience, oh, yeah, he has an EpiPen on him because that plays an amazing part towards the end, which we'll get to. <laughs> but uh, but also when he does pull out that EpiPen, that was a great scene, too, where the boy next door is like, ah, yeah. where do I put this? Like, yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like Pulp he was gonna, Fiction for yeah, a He was going to shoot yeah. it in his heart at one point. <laughs> yeah, and, and also it's genuine heroism in that moment. Like, yes. For yes. one moment, the kid is like a great it, guy. It was such a weird choice. I didn't know if they were supposed to give us that so that J-Lo would like – carry him on a little bit longer yeah, like no. wouldn't immediately call the cop it was just for a sentence where he's like you could have you could have thanked me for saving your son's life yeah and like, that seemed, was the only callback to that it seems to me and I mean correct me if I'm wrong but if J-Lo would have just continued the relationship this guy would have been like one of the best guys you would ever have right he would have loved her completely forever and he yeah and, he, <laughs> and he's putting down his, his bone marrow transplant needing an uncle he which was, we never found out if it really took I mean obviously he's in the house but we don't know he was very sweet to his uncle as well yeah, he sweet was. to his uncle he, didn't correct Kristen Chenoweth when she pronounced I mean, the guacamole as guacamole and I, who else I mean like who else would you want to date if you're J-Lo except for like a kid a, a young good looking guy who's like handy around the house takes care of his elders and all he wants to do is eat your pussy just immediately. pleasure her just pleasure immediately. her all day. but He's interesting like, that when he has sex with another woman he just wants them to go oh down. yeah because oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he doesn't give a shit about he hardware girl he loves J-Lo he loves J-Lo and he's like I'm gonna gentleman. crawl in that puss <laughs> yeah if there was anything to let us know why he liked J-Lo so much or if he just fixates on somebody once he and fixates and that's sex scene. justice Justice was why he fixated on her. I, that sex scene, also, I do want to say, she only closed mouth kisses him. Oh yeah, yeah. she and, never gives yeah. him an open mouth kiss. His tongue is out a lot. <laughs> he's got he's got like a real tongue situation. Um, we pulled, everywhere. We pulled some uh, clips. Nate pulled some clips from the commentary track. I have not uh, oh. audio, but I want to read what the director says during the sex scene. And these are some of it, and he goes for it because he loves her. And everything he does to her in this scene is out of worship and love for her being. And he goes, and he really starts triggering her sexual responses. And look at that body on Jennifer. At age 44, I mean, she's absolutely remarkable. She's got the body of a 20-year-old. And she's a mother of twins. She's on the road performing American Idol. She's always busy. She's one of the hardest working professional women I've ever met. And she's still got time to hit the gym. So you know I like that. Oh! Gross. Uh, he takes something where it's like <laughs> a very rare sex scene where it's all about the woman being pleasured, yeah. and then commentary turns it into the grossest, oh, real statement. And then he says, "This is my other one." He goes, "With the understanding that we really went at it to create an intense erotic experience that she's hungry for, that she's adoring, swept away by his male power and sexuality merging with her mature female sexuality, and he seems to know just what to do, and that's erotic in and of itself." 
He also oh. adds, he adds, I was the physical stand-in for a lot of these scenes. <laughs> you know, because, you know, sometimes the actor wasn't available. So I'm the one, you, you know, like James Cameron in Titanic drawing. I'm I, the one going down on her in like five of I moments. was the fingers in the fingering scene. I, I didn't want him to do I did wonder if there was, I mean, not to go back to the fingering, but I did wonder if there was a fingering Dumble because like. Dumble? Dumble. Dumbledore? Uh, Dumbledore. Wait, is Dumbledore in this yes. movie? Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. He, he created a spell. Oh. He put her under the spell. What? Yeah, he put him under the J-Lo spell. Oh, but like, wow. I am always fascinated by sex scenes. Albus like, Dumbledore what? sex scene. <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. It's in the new play. The hey, guys, play. before we're, before we're going to block this, sh- this scene the before secrets, we shoot right? it. So, J-Lo, you don't have to be in this Dumbledore you're in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Okay>. great. <laughs> I'll get my wand ready. I, I was I was taking notes during some of the movie, and yes. I didn't. Did they explain why she had stripper heels? Oh yes, yes. because they did? Um, okay. Kristen Chenoweth gave them to her. They oh. were said gonna, they went on a double date, or she was going to go on a double date. Right? Oh right, yes. Go on that oh, weird, so she wore that those heels date? to that date. Yes. Did oh, she, I was she wearing that. them? Yes, because oh, I didn't see she that. was because oh. uh, she when she was walking in vacant Chinatown. What this movie was that? No extras. <laughs> nobody there. Zero. Nobody there. It was so <laughs> creepy. The, there was there was easily seven people at the fall fling. <laughs> oh, the fall fling was equal. Yeah, like I felt like they were empty. Empty, empty. Ch- empty Chinatown streets. You know what neighborhood is constantly full of people at dinner time at night? Chinatown. Chinatown. There yeah. wasn't one extra. It, it was, wasn't. It was zero. Early. It yeah. was like an early dinner. It wasn't like late night Chinatown. No, it was prime time. Like, <laughs> the only thing I could think of was like J Lo's. Like I don't want extras in this scene. And Maybe. they're like, okay, then we won't have anyone. <laughs> we was, won't even have a sign of a life on this street. It was very odd looking. She's walking down Main Street Chinatown and wherever they're living. Empty. Empty. Oh, Los yeah. Angeles. And that date. Yeah, was that, it Los Angeles? Was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. San Bernardino, okay. right. Yeah. yeah. They wanted us to really like have a contrast of this. That date was terrible, terrible. Oh, comically. Holy cow. That guy was a monster. Like, they definitely wanted us to hate him with every fiber of and our And also being. for us to recognize that in comparison, uh, mm-hmm. uh, TBNB and D, uh, the boy next door, <laughs> was much, much like more attentive, more thoughtful, more uh, smarter, more intelligent, more, you know, every bit of what that guy isn't is embodied in the boy next door. I, I <laughs> yeah. love, I really did love when she uh, dropped the mic basically by going, yeah. mm. JK Rowling. Billionaire, classics, major, <laughs> yeah, and like turned on those stripper heels. And by like, the way, oh, they're in boom. fucking high school, so who cares? Like, you, like you don't go like, oh, I'm in high school to get out, get out and make money. It's like if she was te- again. This is where the logic of the movie is flawed. It's like she's teaching a high school English class. Like she's not like the cl- like she's not teaching the. That's not the major. I mean, no, even- she, no, she's not like a professor. How did she afford that giant house? I'm assuming that's Corbett that's cool. Corbett. Oh, okay. Corbett dollars. Corbett uh, on the weekend is building computers for Corbett. his son. Cor- yeah, building computers who has like uh, uh, some <laughs> sort of job where he has to go to San Francisco where he fucks his secretary. Yep. Because mm-hmm. we all know San Francisco is like sex city. Uh, I thought they were going to tie the girl that he cheated on with that kid. Like, because they're both Noah? up north. Yeah. Oh, wow. But maybe that, you know. I had like, like one minute for some reason I thought that Kristen Chenoweth and John Cor- Corbett yeah. that were having the affair. Corvette. Uh, John Corbett. Corvette. Uh, I, for, for a second, I thought they were having an affair because there was that thing of like, she smelled like cookies. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. And then That's later in the movie, detail. J-Lo smells a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, that's and J-Lo's always like, making that's, cookies. Uh, that's did, weird. Did she smell it because uh, Noah he, had taken a bite out? No, she smelled it because Kristen Chenoweth, in the scene earlier in the movie, tells her that Corbett said to the woman he was cheating with that you smell like chocolate chip cookies. The the woman, the girl. And exactly. then also the And so she smelled the cookies to be like, what is this? What did the wife what did the what did the girl that my husband cheated on smell like? Oh. And boy next door says to her in front of the dinner table, I really like your cookies. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. we should play that scene, the wet cookie scene, because oh, this boy. is like a great oh. double entendre scene. Uh, so basically the boy next door comes over to kind of just kind of stake his claim a little bit. Here we go. And and this is a, I want to talk about this scene, but here we go. Hey, Mrs. Peterson. Hey, Noah. Oh, it looks perfect. You tell him what happened this weekend? What happened? Oh, there was, there was a big thunderstorm up here. You you guys didn't get it up there? No, beautiful. Dries the bone at the lake. Well, it got pretty wet here. Double entendre. It got pretty you know wet here. Big day tomorrow, first day of school. It's getting kind of late. It's like 8.30. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, I, I got to get going. It's a big day tomorrow. Do you want to take a cookie for the road? 
Love your mother's cookies. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. So now this scene. I'm this so is right con- after they had sex. Well, but yeah. I'm, I'm very confused like, about this because she's hosting the dad and son. They've just come back from a camping trip, which she opted not to go on. But she's so freaked out in the kitchen. She's like, oh, oh, oh and she's dropping the pie. But, oh, yeah. But he's not even there, Noah, at that, that point. And she's so like. Maybe she was hungover. Maybe I mean yeah like I would I would at least buy that because there was no reason for her to be that nervous in her own home to be like oh oh, they're gonna find out they're gonna find out like but there's no reason he's not there she can't handle it well maybe that's she is like I feel like undone yeah that was her first orgasm (laughs) yeah she like like when she wakes up in the morning and because here's the thing when she goes okay we I mean like yes but we've talked about the sex scene but the lead up to the sex scene is she's gone on the terrible double date she's Mm -hmm. at home. Noah calls her, and she goes over to help him with a chicken. And she's a little drunk. Yeah. Is she, though? She, yeah, yes, she is. She's, she's like pounding wine, wine on the yeah. couch. I guess that's true. Because I, I was like, when she gets up in the morning, I was like, you're not drunk enough to be like, oh, no, what happened? Yeah. Right. Yeah, she, no, she, she remembers. She remembers she everything. If, yeah. She blasted this kid four hours. And <laughs> his hands and never then, left her breasts and then at as all. An, and never, never. Never left her. As an adult woman did not walk next door to her own house, slept on his bed with him, I assume, and then on his couch. On the couch. And then woke up as if to say, like, what has happened? I agree. Yeah, she woke up so flustered. Like, what happened? Yeah, I, like you, I made you a giant drug mistake. Me or something. Yeah. Does yeah. the does the uncle live with them? He's in the hospital for oh, his bone, bone marrow transplant, <laughs> or as he says, transport. <laughs> and she's like, "We made a big mistake. We can't do this." And then he immediately punches the wall in a yeah. very angry way to let us know that. He's crazy. Yeah, right, and then right she now. and then she's like, "All right, well, you know what? Now that you just punched that wall, let me sit down with you <laughs> yeah. again. Just another bad mistake. Like, let me bandage your hand, you psycho. Uh, I'm not gonna go next door. We do get a lot of the boy next door, just because this has come up on the show before. We do get a lot of the boy next door's buns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we get buns in the mirror. Where do you we guys? Get... Where do you guys? We we've had uh, an ongoing debate about okay. buns. Okay. Sure. Uh, and and it's all personal. Do you like buns? Do you not like to see buns? Um, is 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 buns the um, for men in movies the boobs that is for women? Is it the 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 body part that is like ooh la la? I can't believe I'm seeing these buns. I think every time you see buns, it's such a choice that it's always just takes you out of the movie. Like yeah. it's never like interesting. It's never somebody walking by the camera and like oh you just see a butt random right. buns right. It's always. Like a glory shot yep. of butt. <laughs> and that one was, I, I also find thin buns to be upsetting. Oh, you're upset yeah. by thin buns? Because I felt like he's too thin like, to show off his bun. Oh, so you want you like some beefy buns? I would like some I beefy buns. I like a more muscular bun. That, like the Jean-Claude Van Damme buns. And yes. I thought they were nice buns. I yeah, enjoyed okay. them. I liked them. Uh... And uh, you first see them when they're having sex, right? You don't see that was no. The big you see him in the window. Is when, that you don't see? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you he's see him in the window staring first. at himself, staring completely at himself. naked yeah. in the mirror, just like standing. American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, just like, just like, yeah. <laughs> this might as well have been titled "The Young Patrick Bateman." <laughs> it really should be yeah. like that's where he goes off uh, to where he gets out of the bar. But it's it. that thing of like um, she's like ogling him through the window. It really, I do appreciate the the reversal of all of the traditional yeah. gender dynamics that are going on mm-hmm. uh, yeah. throughout all of this because it's it is tr- very enjoyable in that way and the but his like the way that he is objectified is fascinating you know like they are every oh, she, single like, person she, wants to fuck him i mean she play like she like and i thought this was an interesting choice too like she really takes in his abs in that oh, sex yeah. scene too like oh, she's yeah. like, like let well me. he grabs her hands and like is <laughs> like feel yeah. my abs yeah <laughs> that is so weird oh yeah <laughs> Like as if she is suddenly been struck blind, and he's like, "I want, I want you to know I have abs, so touch them. Read the braille that is my ab, my eight pack." One of the things I loved about this movie too was that a lot of the the, the movie was built on the tail end of jokes. I always felt like that we were coming in at the tail end of a joke or like people like, oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. I wrote down that her fake laugh is so insane throughout. Like people, she, I feel like she decided like my character is light and bubbly. So she laughs at stuff. Like 
She's laughing constantly for no reason. Well, you hear these things like, and then I got closer, and the window went down, and the dead dog's still in the car. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like how you begin a bad sketch, yeah. like a date, and people are laughing and telling the end tale of a joke. Yeah, there were some weird jokes. A, a that, lot of just walking and laughing, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, didn't you wish you were with us for this moment? Um, I enjoyed the buns. I, I don't know to speak for all gay men, but I, I feel like I'm more attracted personally to, like, the chest and, mm. the, and the abs. Mm. And buns... I guess there's lots of gay men that probably like buns because that's where they have sex, right? But for women, it seems interesting. I don't know if yeah. women are as attracted to buns, but you have talked about this with June. And yeah, all we've. That. T- we're, we're, I think it's 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 becoming. June on record doesn't like buns. No, she's against buns, but I feel like it's a personal choice, and I feel like that's it's interesting to see where people come from on the buns. I, I wish that uh, maybe he had also turned around, and then like you saw a reaction shot, like he has a giant dick. Yeah, like sure. Well, like, he did turn. To the window, and it's like it felt like it was close. Like they could have gotten his dick yeah. in this movie. Maybe I, they did, and they had to cut it for rating. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, w- I would not have been surprised, you know, if we had seen his dick. Because and if it was arguably, hard, if it was just a just hard, a rock hard, <laughs> just turned around from the that mirror, would have been amazing. <laughs> How shocking and would that just, have been in a movie? Just points just like, at Whoa! it, and then points out <laughs> the window at her. That would like have been babe, amazing. Like Babe Ruth. <laughs> and then, like, her tongue drops out and yeah. her eyes bug out. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted- and you just hear, like, as if her water broke. <laughs> you just hear, like, a, a splash. <laughs> oh, that would be so upsetting. Uh, and then Kristen Chenoweth walks in and it's like, Slips in the puddle. Yeah, she falls down. Oh. And then it's just a very slapstick <laughs> sex scene. <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth and her Susie Orman haircut that she yep. has. Kristen Chenoweth has made a good career of being people's best friends. In a lot of movies, and always giving bad advice, and I feel like she, I feel like there's a part of me always, and I think when we all do stuff, we all act in things. When you look at certain things, like oh, someone's gonna have to say this to my face, and I feel like she must have had a gulp moment when he gets abrasive with her, and he calls her oh, a dry, a dried up, dirty fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he was throughout the movie added fuckings like the he says at the end oh I, I wrote it down because it was so die you piece of fucking shit yeah. <laughs> it's amazing like he adds yeah. fucking when it yeah. and it sounds they, more like intense yeah. with the fucking it does it's too scary those were her, his acting choices to like take it to the next level yeah. he's like I took a one on one class I'm gonna improvise I'm gonna <laughs> add some stakes for the simple action the singular action that the boy next door takes to beat up um, Kevin, the uh, J Lo's son's bully. Yes. So J Lo's son is also being bullied by like some skateboard thugs. Deservedly so. <laughs> yes. Right? So yes. the kids are making fun of Kevin. They're taunting him. They call him the Whiz, Whiz because he pissed his pants and oh, blah and, blah blah. And I just want to bring up one thing too. And when one point they go, "Hey man, I saw your movie on TMT yeah. or TMC." He goes, "The Whiz." It's the Black Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like, no, they have to explain it. That's yeah. not a thing that we need to get in deep. Like, we got it. Like, that, we, was, like, that was definitely a note where someone's like, I don't know if people know what the Wiz young, is. We better. Young people probably don't know the Wiz. Um, the Black Wizard of Oz was such a weird specific. So the boy next door comes in and fractures the kid, beats the kid almost yeah. to death. <laughs> and the only person to take any disciplinary action over him is Chenoweth, a vice principal. <laughs> Like, the police are not called? No. He put this kid in this. He, Noah, the boy next door, would be put into jail, jail. so quickly yeah. Yeah. for oh, assault. 100%. It is crazy that the police don't show up. There is no, no it, it, they are bad administrators. Oh, it's a and, bad yeah. school. And yeah. he doubles down on her. She's like, hey, yeah. you shouldn't have done that. He's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, the scene where he calls her yeah. a dried right up, up withered, withered old cunt. cunt. How but did he like, get keys to the school? Like, because dude, that's another he's, thing. He's the boy uh, next door. He can do anything. He's Googling breaks online. He gets, he can he's figure out anything. He's computers. He can uh, do anything. And look, he's clearly got some amazing technology from those little spy cams to get <laughs> amazing high res <laughs> sex yeah. images. Like that was a, so much forethought goes into I'm gonna put cameras in my alarm clock in case, in case I fuck the woman next door. Yes, yeah. in case. And I need to get her into the living room because that's really the only. I need to fuck her on the couch. Yeah. Because that's the only way this will work. And I'm only doing that so I can blackmail her, or I guess maybe jerk off, jerk in off his, to like, it. Terrifying yeah. basement. And that was weird too. Well, Why well, did because the uncle came back? I think. But wait, he has. But he has to sleep in the basement when his uncle's back. I don't yeah, know. Like, you know, that bed. was his, like, sex 
dungeon. Oh, so he just like jerks he, it there. He just jerks off in that oh, oh, That's just his jerk off room because yeah. he fucks hardware girl. Oh, yeah. And and it was also, yeah, 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 it was also a real bummer. I was like, oh, the the this poor hardware girl because she's the person who is arguably the most naked in the movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. She, you see her whole naked body. Yeah. You know, just like totally. And I was like, whoa, this is presumably a 16 or 17 year old it girl in the logic of the movie. Yeah. 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 This like, is oh, yeah, very strange. Also, We're not seeing J-Lo. We're not, we're seeing his buns and chest, but like this girl is straight up nude. If there's one thing I know about the awkward sexual situations you find yourself in high school, it's that before you give a blowjob. Wait, you are you in high school, Heather? Strip <laughs> yeah. completely naked yeah. across the room and walk slowly up yeah, to your partner. It was very eyes wide shut kind of thing. Yeah. It wasn't a normal and, sex scene. And it's also like, what was the deal they made? Hey, uh, why don't you date my nerdy little friend and uh, you can blow me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, like, cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, that goes back to what you were saying about like she only agreed to do stuff with him because you know Noah would come in and give her a sexy look and what was her thought like I'll date this guy so that I can fuck him later yeah like yeah. I, if I get in good with this one I can fuck him because that's how it works at the hardware store that also says skateboards and and car parts and like everything <laughs> it's they, everything they it's didn't a, want to have another the, location it's so the only it's like, store in town <laughs> nobody's also, ever there also empty and yeah. It, yeah I felt like it had that big skateboard display just so when the skateboard kids come in then you'd be like why are they in a hard store oh, oh yeah. they also sell skateboards <laughs> yeah. oh, now my also question is sell produce <laughs> <laughs> um the i want to just talk briefly before we get to the end of it uh talk about the when she goes to let in her class the class is anxiously waiting outside oh her door and the class <laughs> is like lined with their sex pictures um which <laughs> that's like one of the, the most comical scenes I've ever seen in film. Oh, and the, she's so like, funny. Because the printer is still printing them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the printer is the still shooting touch. out <laughs> yeah. the images from Just the video. Shooting them onto the floor. The floor is full of pictures. They're streamed around like it's a quinceanera. Like and there's uh, an, a great uh, quote from literature written yes. up on as uh. a threat. <laughs> I, and I, she's, she's like quickly shoveling them away. Like, doctor, like the principal's like... Yeah. Hey, let me in. Yeah. Let me in. Like, like Why is he and she so made, angry? Was so angry that the class is starting five minutes late. By the way, yeah. it would have taken her conservatively 35 to 50 oh. minutes to have cleaned all of oh, those up. Forever. And she cleans them up in one minute. And, and all under her desk. Yes. All under her desk. And what, yeah, when I was watching the movie, I gave it more credit than I should have. I was like, there's no way they're going to be gone. Like, the, yeah. the principal's going to come in. And also, they're gonna have it's to a talk beautiful day. Yeah. Why don't we just sit in the yard and yeah. do our lesson yeah. in the in the quad? I love there's a, this very low angle Wachowski-esque shot of the key going yes. into the door <laughs> in slow motion. Yeah. It's like totally unnecessary. Which is unnecessary because the principal does not open the door. No. He doesn't unlock and oh, open it. Right. She opens it from she the inside it. out. And she's like, oh, I was on a call. Yeah. And <laughs> she has those hundreds of sheets of paper that she stuffed under her desk and then she goes out to talk to him for a long time and I, I just can't imagine those Piles of paper are concealed behind the desk. Yeah, they would fall. I think. Yeah, she's gonna teach the whole class with this giant like mound of garbage. Like that is like that scene is a complete like that is every step of the way when J Lo is confronted with the actions that she has committed and the repercussions that he is threatening her with. She makes every wrong choice. Oh, every, she, she always makes it worse for herself. It's a movie God. where you make a mistake, and it's then like she a continues horror to movie. make mistake, 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 and then you're like, "Well, now I don't even feel bad that you're the victim yeah. because you've just made too many mistakes." What a yeah. great title for a movie would be "Every Wrong Choice." Yes, <laughs> yes, that would be. So, I would go see that movie. That, yeah. the, yes, By the way, they I, I would say eighty percent of the movies in our uh, in our <laughs> How Did This Get Made canon would, also, <laughs> we, we would skipped, qualify. Oh, yeah. We skipped a scene that I really loved, where um, the husband is back to have dinner or something oh, yeah. and he spends the night and you keep oh, yeah. cutting oh, yeah. to Noah who is furiously reading the Iliad yeah. while having flashbacks of fucking weird flashbacks again we, like, yeah. and what's hands on breasts shadow boxing oh, yeah. and then reading again like nobody goes from boxing to yeah. reading to <laughs> masturbating to reading to boxing and he's so angry because the John Corbett's car is parked outside yeah, and he yeah. assumes he's there. fucking j oh, you know there's a really funny piece of audio design that happened and Avril found this for us so just listen to this this is like uh, he cuts the brakes on John Corbett's car while uh, Noah's driving or while no the boy's driving the whiz and if you just this is what I think is interesting like the brakes are cut so the car is losing control but if you listen to it 
it sounds like the car is revving up as if the foot is on the gas. So, like, and that's the instant, like, here, listen. Kevin, slow this car down! That is the sound of gas, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's, like, shifting oh, up. So he <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, it's, it's just true. Oh car into as if, not- it's as if the kid is hitting the gas the whole time. Well, yeah. when there's no clutch, that's what happens, also, right? Also, why when he gets uh, overwhelmed while boxing, does he not have one of his like asthmatic panic attacks during like how much that would have added so many stakes. Yep. Oh, if yeah. he was suddenly couldn't breathe while also oh, not, not able to control a car. Oh, that would have been amazing. I would have liked that. I mean, well, you know. They should have died. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made this amazing. movie amazing. Yeah. If he successfully Kill, or if he killed first John Corbett, it would have been amazing if this movie had upped the ante. And yeah, he does eventually kill spoilers Chenoweth. Oh, when he kills Chenoweth, I was like, what? What yeah. the yeah. fuck? Because he like sliced her throat. It was yeah. like br- gory. Was very yeah. brutal. And meanwhile, I kept- and he shoved her in a closet. <laughs> yeah, she was like, <laughs> she, she, fell, she, fell, she out of- fell down. And this yeah. is the first time, like all of his other murders and everything are like kind of untraceable or blackmail-ish. This no. one, he's just like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I'm killing everybody and we're getting out of here. Yeah. He does not care. And I wrote this. I wrote down his reason. I killed her in case she wasn't your friend. What? <laughs> That's what he said. He goes, I killed her in case she wasn't your friend. Oh, wow. So, like, he's pretty, because she knew all the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, but I love that murder. Like, well, in case, just as, as a safety precaution, I killed her. <laughs> in case she wasn't your friend. It's only now occurring to me that, um, uh, hardware store girl was in on it with Noah from the beginning, not the beginning, beginning, because she's the one that tells J Lo to go to the boys' bathroom at the fall fling. Oh, oh. <laughs> where, yeah. where he is waiting with the having oh. written on the wall, I fucked Claire Peterson, and, by and the is way, the only boy using the boys' room. There are no extras, no extras, no extras at and the fall fling. It's a winter, it's a dance rather. And why didn't that ever get like? Why did that the never principal came back? Yeah, the principal should have said, "Hey, you know, we've been noticing some weird stuff like that yeah. gigantic piece of graffiti that said I fuck Claire Peterson." We want to want to talk to you about that. And like, also, like the other teachers saw you manhandling like the best looking twenty year old boy who goes to this school. Like, I- I'm not dumb. I think something's up. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that. That, that I fuck Claire Peterson, no one took care of that. Huge. Like, it's spray paint. Yeah. yeah. And everyone and was, very And really well done. And at the yes. dance. At the dance. So people had to have been going the into the five people that were at that dance would have all seen oh, yeah, I every, fuck Claire Peterson. I mean, her every, son. Her it's son. Teenage, it's a, it's a <laughs> teen dance. If the wind had to take a whiz. Yeah. Yeah. It's a teen dance. That's where everybody is going to like secretly drink booze. And and what was also the the thing? Like it was just hair that was in the sink. Like she no, pulled out. Uh, it was paper, paper towels. Towel. Oh, paper, okay, okay. I thought he pulled out. It was like, hair. Yeah. I thought it was like a, an extension or something. Like it was like oh, I got oh, this oh, from I you see, too. Yeah. Um, all right. So the end. Wow, of, how dare you suggest that J Lo has extensions? Look, uh, you know her character. How dare you? Her I, character. I like the idea that a woman who looks like J Lo would ever be named Claire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh well, that goes to my. I wrote this down in the beginning. I was like, this movie is people saying things that they would never say. Like she says schmutz. And I was yeah. like. J-Lo is never saying the word schmutz. Like, she's not like, you got some schmutz. And then when they're talking about computers, like, yeah, it's Arctic-cooled PC gaming computer. Yeah. Like, uh. you don't know what the fuck you're talking. No one feels like they, even the, the the bullies don't feel like they know what they're saying. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm saying it, but. Uh. <laughs> but we have to know that it's all authentic because it came from a real criminal justice lawyer. Yeah. Exactly. These are all things she's seen or heard well, in depositions. Oh yeah. I do have her reason why she came up with it. She developed the concept for the script after running past her dream house. A bad boy her son went to school with resided in the house across the street. This gave her the concept of a neighborhood boy creating conflict and driving a wedge between a family. And the first drafts focused more on the 12-year-old boy and the mother trying to get her son out of the boy's clutches. So it was much more uh, that. 12-year-old yeah. mm. boy. Yeah. So she did slowly age them up. At one and point, there must have been And she said she was influenced a, by Mary Kay Letourneau. There uh, must have been a draft at some point where... He was younger. There's a 12-year-old boy and maybe a 15-year-old kid that she fucks. Yeah, I bet that's right. <laughs> yeah. If she fucked a 12-year-old I mean, boy, like, then that, it really was sympathy There's that story <laughs> right now. There was that story last week about the, the teacher who got pregnant by her 13-year-old student. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And it's bananas. And they had sex every day, <laughs> like on at like uh, at like under the bleachers. The story was oh, absolutely crazy. Well, you, to, to me, I feel like couldn't you argue that 
if she did have sex with like an 18 year old or something, he's a senior in high school and he was just a little bit younger. Yes, it was a mistake, and yes, she's a teacher, but he wasn't in her class yet. Yeah, like, but people would not root for her. Really, you don't think? I so? think people would not. People would think. I, I would. I. I feel like right now. I feel like that's this movie made in the eighties. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That's this movie made, and like it's a it's an eighteen year old Rob Lowe or like right. a, somebody. It's like that version of the movie exists, like class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You but, know, like the mom fucks the kid's friend from high school. It, but it also has this like Tyler Perry esque moral thing where it's like, hey, look, the husband fucked around on the wife and nothing yeah. happened to but him. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, right. I feel like right now that wouldn't like you. Everybody wants to be able to like be like, no, she should be able to like get hers. Yes. But not in a way that is morally reprehensible, like that it could be perceived of as right. like hurting a child. Right. Right. You know, and I think that's why they have to make him like they have to go through so many hoops to be like, no, 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 no. He's 20, but he's still in high school. Like it doesn't add up at all. No. And and, and I think that's why she had to say no, no, no to him so much because she couldn't really be seen. Yeah. Like, what's the big deal if her defenses went down? She had some wine. They're eating chicken. And uh, and all of a sudden. And then they, all of a sudden. Yeah. He's eating chicken. <laughs> did you? Right? My man. Boom. Did, uh, did Guys, you, pussy did, tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to say pussy Finally. tastes like chicken. <laughs> did he kill the- Also full of salmonella. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you, need to, you need to get what? out of there, man. What? You need to get out of there. I am single. <laughs> Did he kill the the uncle, or are we to believe the uncle was okay? Because I definitely, when she went in to delete the files, I, I definitely thought she's gonna find the dead uncle. Like, yeah, no, yeah. murdered he, in the basement. He, he but finds then her. He yeah. lets her out. Like he's fine. I don't but, think the uncle ever went home. But then, I, I, don't no, think he, I, I don't think that he ever went home to the uncle after the uncle. Once the uncle got home, he's like, oh, you scared me. I think from there on in, that guy was. Also, oh, yeah. she never left been. the basement door open, didn't she? Yeah. So wouldn't the uncle? He it, can't go down there. Yeah. Well, I don't think. I think. I think. Noah, the boy next door, I think his plan is, I think he's like ready to leave now. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm out of here. Things have gone down. Like, yeah, I think, he's like, I got But I also think he loves his uncle. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think there is a really weird kind of, he does love his uncle yeah. and he does think he loves J-Lo. He loves, I mean, that's. He loves too he much. He loves too much. <laughs> he loves too much. That's his crime. That's- he's like Lenny and I have mice and men. Yeah. <laughs> he just squeezes too hard. Yeah, they're going to, he wants them to run away together at the squeezes end, right? Squeezes those boobies too yeah. hard. That's right. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you guys uh, just listening to the podcast are missing a lot of high fives between <laughs> Heather and I. Um, so uh, he's always squeezing her boobs so that we don't see them. Well, yeah, that's I mean, that's oh. I mean, it's always just boob squeezing and pussy eating, squeezing, just um, really, and then finger bla- finger blasting. I I did love, but he's the, he's like finger blasting in a way that it's like it's like the way that I feel like softcore movies are like it's like delicate outside touching, very tender, you know? yeah. very loving, and she's wearing. She went to that date wearing like real underwear. Oh, oh well, yeah. yeah, yeah. That weird. She was brown like, "If this slit. goes well, yeah." Well, J Lo though, there's no slacker. I, I pulled up a picture, just her in nightgown oh, with yeah. this slit up the side. Like she's yeah. not, you know, she's like she looks great. She's gonna look great all the time. She's not, you know, and she's wearing a bra to bed every wait night. Wait a minute, yeah. wait. So she's got to be thrusting her hip out sideways to get that to work. <laughs> yes, like that. Oh, yeah, she's used to like, that. Like, her butt is like, oh, yeah. like yeah. shooting out. It's such a weird slip too, because it's very modest looking until you see yeah. the side, and then it's all about pleasure. Um, well, <laughs> I want to talk about the end of the movie really quickly, and then. We we can get into these second opinions, but the uh, end of the movie I think has the best kill, two of the best kills back to back, which is the EpiPen comes back into play. And yep. I literally could not watch. Oh. She fucking stabs him in the eye with that EpiPen. Yeah. And it was so, I don't know what. Like, and then he pulls, pulls it, it out. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, and then he's got this fucking oh. eye that's like, oh, that was a great, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. in the world eye. of Shocking, that, shocking. And I That's, felt I felt like they wrote the EpiPen first, and then they reverse engineered the sun and everything that went on with him <laughs> yeah. to like justify this EpiPen. How can we stab this guy in the not eye? To, and not to it. mention the fact that what you would be doing in that moment is giving him an overwhelming dose well, of that, adrenaline in the eyeball. I thought that he was going to be like oh, going stronger, super like Hulk. Hulk out. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Like Super Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, like Super Shredder. But then she, but then, then like, in, in, in very comical fashion, he walks two feet, she hits a button, and a fucking engine falls yeah. through the ceiling and hits him on the head. And 
I watched which the, is the way. The, uh, sorry. Oh ahead. no, I was gonna say I watched the beginning of it for a second this morning to be like, and they show that engine thing hanging yeah. down, yeah. but there's no setup for that engine thing. Like, there's never anything to yeah. make you. Why would know you of hang it? an engine in a in a farm? Like, like, why would you and, hang an engine? And, and it was so many. And well, there was, what if the engine killed your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> well, You'd hang that engine. Also, um, it's, it's, it's really nice that they managed to murder him in the way that he murdered his. Yes, with car parts. Mm-hmm. Car parts. <laughs> <laughs> car parts. He finally but, got it back. But, wait, but let's keep this in mind because I'm almost positive. We are in a barn at the end of this movie mm-hmm. at Kristen Chenoweth's house. Yep. Yeah. So oh, yeah. he is, there is, uh, there's, there's a an lot of engine them. hanging in her barn. Yeah. It's not like it's where he fixes his car That's or her side hobby. Yeah. yeah. So we're to presume that Kristen Chenoweth, who I believe is a single woman. Yes. A vice president. Is, 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 has, has like some sort of Could tractor engine hanging in her barn? Yeah, she's a weekend, Whoa, she's a weekend farmer. Uh, <laughs> and, and not just hang, hanging way Way up. up. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah there's no reason to ever get the engine that high. Well, there is no, nobody unless would ever do that. Unless you were hoisting it to the second floor for storage and to get it out. And a substantial part of this fight happens during a gasoline fire. Yeah. Ooh. Yes, which they are clearly safe from in Correct. like a, a circle <laughs> of no fire. Um, obviously, we had an opinion about this movie, but there are people out there that had a different opinion. It's now time for Second Opinions. What if they said you had cancer? What if they said you had AIDS? Would you take that for an answer? Sit back and call it a day. Or would you get a second All right, these are five-star reviews cold from Amazon. How are our themes coming? Are people sending in themes? Oh, we have amazing themes. What we just heard right there is a brand new one. Yeah, we have tons of themes. Great. Uh, This is from Teddy Tao. Now, most people uh, will... Kind of tell you the whole movie, but I think this one was worth it. Oh, my. Jennifer Lopez never makes a bad movie. She hits it home again with this one. Going through a separation with her husband, she meets her next-door neighbor, who is much younger. He knows she's very lonely and needing a man, and he kindly takes advantage of that situation. They have a one-night encounter. She breaks it off, and then it gets very, very, very ugly. That leads her husband and son getting involved, and then in the end, the neighbor gets killed, and Jennifer and <laughs> yeah, and Jennifer and her husband and son all get out of the burning barn alive. It's a great movie. Some sexual content is in the movie. They could have left that out, but I do like the movie. Five stars. Wow. Wait a minute. How, what the what would the movie be without the sex? Yeah, uh, that's the entire movie. And by the way, also spoiler for alert, the movie. Yeah, way big giant spoiler. Like, like really, the, the friend dies, and they make it out of the barn alive. And then uh, this one is, uh, this was from Stephanie E. Horn. Not how, about, a, how about Stephanie Horn E? Ooh, I like that. Oh, boom. She, she writes simply, uh, the title of the review is Playing With Fire, and writes, not a good idea to cross that age gap. I would, but that's me. Five oh. stars. Yeah. Because <laughs> she is Stephanie Horny. <laughs> and then uh, this is from Heidi Bailey, uh, who also gives it five stars. By the way, lesson not learned from the movie. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> and then Stephanie Bailey gives it five stars and simply writes, volume was too low. What? But that's <laughs> that's a review. What? That still gave it five stars. Volume was too low. Couldn't find remote. The volume of sex scenes? I don't know. No, I think what the that, sound. I think the sound of the movie. The volume of the sex scenes. I'd like to see those person's other reviews, and maybe all of the reviews are like, the sound was too low. Yeah. It just turns out their TV is broken. Yeah. They don't know how to turn on their speaker. Or they're slowly going deaf yeah. oh, and no. don't know it. We just couldn't, couldn't, there is no sound in this movie. But the first review. This movie is, sounded silent, much first, like my husband and everything in the world. June and I once stayed in this, like, oh, go ahead. Her first review is Jurassic World's couldn't figure out how to turn this down. Deafeningly <laughs> <laughs> loud. Too loud. One star. June and I were in a like this kind of like hotel hostel thing when we first came out to LA and they had a DVD player and we put in that movie Manchurian Candidate, the remake. Yep. And it was pitch black and we'd always like you could see figures and it was like wow it's a really cool artistic choice and we were like watch the entire movie like without being able to see the figures and then we realized that the uh, brightness brightness was all the way down so 
we watched the movie and justified it to ourselves. Like, wow, Jonathan Demi's like a real genius. He's making it like, oh my hard God. to see wow. the things. Like, it's murky because this idea is a murky idea. That's amazing. It was like the shitty TV in a shitty hotel that we uh. like, and we gave it so much credit. Like, oh, it's a really interesting <laughs> I love, I love uh, that when you justify things like that, oh, especially yeah. because you do it to someone to make it seem like nothing's wrong. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember I went to a concert once when I was, like, I went to see The Replacements when I was in ninth grade, I think, with a girl that I was like just so in love with but who like thought of me like a brother and there were uh, the bands kept coming on stage and I kept being like this is them <laughs> and but it then was not because there was like four opening bands <laughs> but with, there was such an anxiety around which band is going to be the replacements and I kept being like declaratively like this is them and we would like enjoy a couple of songs and I think we- I know this one I think I know that one and then it was like none of them <laughs> were the replacements and then when the replacements came on it was very obvious it was the replacements like they made a big deal about it <laughs> um well do we cover everything that everyone wanted to talk about? Anything left? I think so. All right. Well, um, I'm die, to you piece of fucking shit. Oh, my God. Poor Chenoweth. <laughs> yeah. Chenoweth also, really. Chenoweth's boyfriend seemed like a real piece of shit. I felt really bad for Chenoweth. Yeah. Um, she needed a boy next door. I thought it ended very odd. I thought maybe oh, yeah, they, oh, yeah. they was going to maybe let us think like there was no body in the barn. And like, obviously, it wouldn't make a sequel, but it would be fun to have that little like. You also. A oh, uh, jump up moment. Anything. Jump up you anything. also don't see like any aftermath. You don't see like. like like them six months later, like, okay, we're all together now. We the, lived. The movie ended like someone's like, hey, I gotta go. We gotta yeah, go. We're we like, oh shit. All of a sudden, like, wait, we left? The movie's over? Like, I, I literally was like, there is something missing. Like, just a shot of them happy or a shot of the barn being burned. A, or a helicopter shot of yeah. like, yeah, Just a pull out. Yeah, it's yeah. just some artistic pull out. But it's just, it was like, they get out of the barn and the credits start. And playing. they immediately go back to the flashback scene so they can show you more sex scenes again. Yes, like, you know, yes. like immediately. Like, they get what that, they make their money. In that sex what a scene. weird trailer thing to show the sex scenes again. I've never seen anything <laughs> well, like as that. The, as the director pointed out, she's got an amazing body for a <laughs> oh, yeah. 44, woman. got twins, and she still goes to the gym. You oh, know, I like it. Oh, um, yeah. Heather, anything uh, we could tell the people? They can follow you on Twitter, of course, Heather yep. Ann Campbell. At, at Heather oh. Campbell on Twitter. Um, and you can kind of get to everything from there. Yeah. You know, Instagram and all that shit. I don't know. Ben. Yeah. Sure, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I have this Instagram called Kylie Jenner Does Stuff, which is bleeding followers. So if anybody, <laughs> if anybody wants to follow it. I would like to follow that. So it's just Kylie Jenner just doing things? I, I try to take her selfies and then make it look like she's doing something either more satisfying with her life, like hanging a picture of Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg on the wall, <laughs> or or just like something garbage that she would never do, like, you know, making macaroni and cheese and, or eating pork rinds. And it's just called the Kylie Jenner Does Kylie Stuff? Kylie Jenner Does Stuff. Right. I'm going to follow that. Immediately, That's Jason. Great. Oh, I oh, um, I'm in an episode, and June is in as well. Uh, Lady Dynamite on uh, Netflix. Oh yeah, um, great show. So it's Maria Bamford's show uh, with Pam Brady and Mitch Hurwitz. It's a terrific show. That's definitely worth checking out. Um, yeah, that's about it. And I'll plug. Uh, and if Phil- you're on a plane, watch yeah. how to be single. I did. Jason's great in it. Uh, <laughs> and I told him that the other night. Uh, in all honesty, uh, no. The- I'm, 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 Everybody is now watching that movie on planes. It's so <laughs> hilarious. People keep coming to me. Hey, I just saw you in some movie. I was like, were you on a plane? Um, yeah. So if you want to get on a plane and watch me make out with Alison Brie. If you're going that? across country, that's a great way to spend a couple hours. Um, you can watch Filthy Preppy Teens. That is my uh, show that I co-created on the full screen app. It's a brand new app, but kind of like Netflix for millennials. It's all up there now. Eight. Uh, eight episodes are all up and available. If you want to follow our show, follow us on Twitter at HDTGM. You can follow us on Facebook. You know how to do that. And if you have felt like we haven't talked about something on the podcast, you can leave me a voicemail message at 619-PAUL-ASK. That's P-A-U-L-A-S-K, not Paul Ask. We will play it in our new and improved mini episodes. If you haven't been listening to our minis, you got to check them out. They're rich. They're full. So uh, thank you to everybody here at Earwolf. A big thank you to Averill Halley for cutting these clips as always just perfect and Nate Kylie for not only watching the movie but watching the DVD director's commentary of the movie thank you all and Marissa Zeitz for putting it all together for me every day we'll see you soon bye bye
Hi there, this is Mary Holland. You may know me from Happiest Season or Veep or the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Or you may know me as Janice Cramps. Huh? I want to wish Comedy Bang Bang a happy 15th anniversary. Wow, 15 years old. Comedy Bang Bang is about to get its driver's permit. I'm so excited for it. And I'm, you know, really grateful because Comedy Bang Bang has brought me so much joy as a listener and a performer. And I'm just very grateful for this community that we have in Comedy Bang Bang. You can hear me and a lot of other very funny people on Comedy Bang Bang wherever you get your podcasts. So what are you waiting for? Tune in! Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.